everybody and yes, welcome back to another episode of B2B Breakfast to Business with your morning girl where we talk shop, we talk life, we talk advocacy and we talk real. Today, it's the beautiful month of October, meaning it's beautiful because, you know, we've gone through so much and we really have to celebrate that we are now in October. But there are so many things happening in October. You know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. October is also the time when a lot of business leaders are coming together for their planning. And so it's really busy and it's really, I would have to say manic in a little bit, uh, in a little way, right? But at the same time, we are celebrating actually Mental Health um, Month because World Mental Health Day is happening on October 10, right? And so we wanted to make sure that this episode will speak on or talk about everything that Breakfast to Business is all about. We're going to talk shop because, you know, this is a very important agenda in the business environment really especially as we live and claim this unfolding normal right mental health and overall well-being is so important that it should be part of the overall business agenda especially as we go into 2022 we talk life because mental health awareness is super super important in our everyday life you know there are so many people who go through it there are so many people who are also allies and supporters but for those folks who are also wanting to learn more, this is a beautiful time to be able to dig deep and learn more about overall well-being um, from this podcast episode. And we talk advocacy and we talk real because this is an important agenda to just talk about and to have a conversation about. And so I could not think of a better person to bring back, yes, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, bring back to B2B Breakfast to Business than our amazing Level Up podcast host and partner, Jen Simons, who is the communications manager of Upload Philippines. And she is also the producer and host of, as I mentioned, the Level Up podcast. She is a communications expert looking for meaningful ways to cultivate employee wellness and her thrust is making employee wellness a priority because it makes business sense and it makes absolute sense that we are bringing her back here at b2b breakfast to business to be able to talk about overall well-being and the importance of mental health awareness and so with that i am bringing back on the microphone um jen simons hi jen hello hello how are you bea it's so good to be back I'm good. It's October, Jen. Where did time go? <laughs> I know, right? It's Christmas already. I mean, on the radio at least. And on Spotify, as you can see, there are a lot of uh, Christmas playlists already, you know, finding itself on your screen, right? It's Christmas. Uh, you know, our, our team does countdowns now, right? And then I'm oh, like, wow. really? <laughs> really? It's 80 days till Christmas? <laughs> when did that happen? You know, and I'm like... Getting hives. Just I love Christmas. I love Christmas. But then at the same time, you're like, wow, where has time? Where gone? did the time go? Really? Right. Like yeah. that's it feels like nothing has really happened because we physically haven't moved too much, right? Exactly. In the past like two years. But it's been it's been a while. Time has passed and things are actually different, right? Like absolutely. It's been wow. I, has it been a year since we spoke? Not even, Jen. Not we yet. Okay, you know okay, what? Yeah. We spoke last May because we wanted to talk about, we actually wanted to talk about mental health and overall well-being as we finish 
H1, right? As we were working towards H1 and saying, hey, you know what? I think, you know, mental health and overall well-being is so important as we, you know, continue to, you know, I don't want to just say figure out, but as we continue cultivating, right? And trying to develop and create our overall well-being programs in the workplace, the conversation has to be front and center, right? That's what we talked about. And so, yeah, we talked about last May and I was just actually going back, Jen, um, to our conversation. It feels like it's been 10 years, by the way, since <laughs> May, but then, okay, we'll stick to six months, right? Um, but, you know, Jen, I was like thinking about it. One of the things that we said during that time was um, the big tango, right? The, the, the beautiful dance um, of tango between business leaders and their teams, you know, and their employees as we create this overall well-being programs and opportunities in the workplace because there needs to be this beautiful balance, this beautiful dance between these two parties and everything in between, right? To really make it work and to really make it better for everybody, for all the stakeholders in our businesses. Um, and so that was actually the last thing that we sort of like talked about, Jen. And I'm so excited that you are back now because I know that um uh, you know um your group upload has actually come up with your next the next rendition of that employee satisfaction survey right and so i wanted to start our conversation on that right so how has the upload satisfaction survey been going and um you know how has it been since we last talked well our First of all, we've gotten so many more people involved. And like, I, th I guess everybody's so used to taking surveys now where it's like, okay, yes, I will join your survey. Whereas, whereas previous to the pandemic, you really had to work to get people to answer questions for you. Now, I think that perhaps employees have realized that it does take two to tango and you do need to speak up. You do need to make yourself heard in order to have your needs met. What's interesting about it is that while at the end of 2020, priorities were around individuals' development like and their place in the professional environment, like the first concern was professional growth, right? Because I think everybody that was a reaction to being thought of as essential in the workplace. This year, the most important thing on Filipino employees' minds is health and well-being. There were over almost 40% of wow. our 14,000 respondents said that family well-being was the most important thing to them. So this is an extraordinary change. And the other things that were, you know, the second and third most important things to them were personal finance and mental health. So that was really quite shocking to me that the responses I expected last year <laughs> are now the responses. It seems like there's been a shift from being concerned about yourself mm -hmm. in, in the environment of, you know, surviving in the workplace versus like surviving just in general and realizing that longer term commitments are the things that are going to keep you happy, make you feel 
safe and keep you functioning as your best self. Yeah. No, but it's very interesting, Jen, that you actually went ahead and said, and wow, first of all, 14,000 respondents. That's a huge, huge, huge pool of beautiful insights. Congratulations, Upload, for getting all of those because it's what we need. Um, we actually need data to be able to really look into what we can do, right? So 14,000 is absolutely amazing. I love that you, you, you said, Jen, you already started to compare um, you know, 2020 results from 2021. And you said the results that you were expecting last year. And I remember, I recall that you were so surprised actually with the results of last year. And comparing it with this year is that you know, health and wellness did come in. Right, as the reigning, you know, the queen of, of the priorities um, or what is deemed most essential and important in this now normal. And I was thinking about it that, you know, maybe it's also because there was time for us to dig deeper, right, into what, like what you said, what is really truly important to all of us. You know, at the start of the pandemic, I think, you know, just going back there very quickly, it was really about, hey, this is just temporary. Right. And, you know, in two months, three months time, we may be able to go back to how it used to be. But as everything unfolded, you know, and we've seen ourselves really go through epic, massive shifts. And, and it's like a ping pong, right? It's like you're and it's quite fast, the different changes that are happening. Um, now, more people have time, right? We have more time to really dig deep into seeing what what's happening around us and what's truly important for us. What do you think about that? Well, these, I hate to use this phrase, but these challenging times have really stretched on, right, beyond what anyone has anticipated. One yeah. of my favorite interviews on the Level Up podcast this season were was with Shane Betts. He was the head of learning and development for Sykes. He was saying that initially when the pandemic hit, you know, it was like a 24-hour fire drill. And everybody was just, you know, like, let's survive this. Let's get through this. Let's, yeah. you know, it was pan not, I wouldn't say panic, but it was definitely a state of emergency, right? And that state of emergency has extended beyond our capability to remain in that state of heightened Mm -hmm. um, awareness and, you know, fast paced sort of, um, response, even though the changes, as you said, have been coming very quickly, we've learned by now is that we can't just keep responding to them in a way that is not sustainable because I feel that we have been changed by those reactions that we've had already yeah. and we've learned and that so restores my faith in humanity like yes we are evolving you know just in a matter of a year six months ten months we have grown up quite a bit that's beautiful um you know Jen just to bring back a, a beautiful conversation also that we had with Michelle Chan Krause the podcast right before this, right? Um, we talked. She talked a lot about this, the leadership that we need, you know, post COVID. And one of the things actually that we touched on surprisingly during our conversation was how this time around we need to stop, we need to evolve, 
our immediate response, like the immediate response is to just look at the here and now and the present and just go shorter to actually really truly digging deep and giving yourself more time. Yes, I have to respond to this. If I had my 100%, I do have to respond to this and it is immediate. And yes, there has to be short-term solutions for personal and professional, I think, but only 30%. The 70%, I need to think long-term already. I need to give myself that hope and that motivation to already actually extend your energy for a longer-term solution building, whether it's for your personal life or your professional life, right? Yeah, that's that really hits me on a personal level, Bea. Like, I'm sure, actually, I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to that understanding that you are going to get depleted. You know, we're not machines. We need rest. We don't, um, I think we understand now that the concept of wellness goes beyond physical fitness and avoiding sick days. It's about being present and being able to deal with that long-term, you know, being able to think strategically in each moment and managing your energy. Like energy is actually now being spoken of as a resource at the workplace, which Previously, I mean, that meant electricity, right? <laughs> now it's like we're, we're realizing that people can be depleted and burnout is a real thing. I mean, languishing is something that people have been talking about for the past, like since April, right? The New York Times put out a big article about it and everybody was talking about how you were feeling mm-hmm. and at work. And that was the headline instead of being pushed to the bottom of the conversation. So even if there was focus on wellness, obviously health, because we're in a pandemic, there is a totally different aspect of wellness that needs its own um, set of guidelines in the workplace. And perhaps this has always been the case, but now I think that mental health conversation is at the executive planning session for 2022. I think at least that's my guess. You know, I would bet on that. Do you think people are talking about this? I would. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm going to go into our own plannings in the next couple of weeks, right? And that is always going to be now uh, a topic um, not just a topic, sorry, but actually part of the agenda because it's so important to be able to 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 talk real. Actually, I'm just going to say it. I, I mentioned it earlier. Talk real. We're not just saying that it's something that you know. Um, let's just talk real. Mental health is important, but no, it's really actually say, okay, this is important. Now, what are we going to do about it? Right? What are we going to do about it? And that's why, Jen, when you said that energy now is being seen as a resource, I was like, Hallelujah! Someone else agrees with me because. I agree. Like energy is a word that's thrown out there, um, you know, but it's such a beautiful thing, but actually also so precious. You know, when people tell you that you have such great energy, that is so precious because it takes a lot from you to be able to put out energy, right? So, so energy is truly a gift and it's a gift of everybody. And now our goal and our role from a personal and also from a business standpoint, is where to put our energy because it's so precious. And now that 
as you said, burnout is real. Languishing is something that we have also seen a lot. And there are a lot of different moving pieces around us. Energy is what you need to be able to take care of and protect. Right from a macro, from a micro and macro perspective, Jen, I know that you and I can start talking about this, you know, um, and and just go and and probably talk for days about this conversation. So I want to kind of bring it back for business leaders because I love the thought that you left me with earlier, which is that I would bet that mental health is going to be a huge topic of conversation in all of these business planning and agenda. Right, so. I want to be able to give our business leaders a sneak peek into that survey again, right? So again, 14,000 people, great respondents, great insights. What are the top three? Um, and if you could give us a little bit more detail, right? Top three issues of employees nowadays. And if we could break it down a little bit more so that we can provide data to our business leaders. Absolutely. I'm only going to mention the findings where we got over 30% of respondents to kind of simplify it for everybody. It's really interesting that the top interest was, as I mentioned, health and well-being. Under that, it was specifically family well-being and then physical fitness, right? I think this is a no-brainer. Everybody wants to stay healthy and they everybody knows that they are that that they can affect their family. Everybody who they're living with could potentially get ill if they get sick. So right. that's a huge aspect. Like suddenly in the workplace, your whether your team is working from home or not, they are responsible not just for their family's financial situation, but also for their physical well-being. Sure. So that's a huge finding. And people are starting to realize that about their own responsibility. There is an additional burden there. The second largest concern was personal finance. Building your savings had 35% of our respondents concerned because usually, you know, investment is at the top of this list. But now I'm so heartened that building your savings and this long-term habit of thinking of the future is top of mind because that saving habit or just, you know, a foundation of having a cushion of protection gives you so much peace of mind and mental health is the in my opinion the most important of the top three issues that we discussed on the survey finding motivation and handling workplace stress were at the top of the list of concerns of 57 percent of the 14,000 people that we surveyed so motivation and keeping yourself upbeat is exactly the definition of managing your personal energy well, right? Like staying motivated, not just focused, not just productive, but actually wanting to do what you must do or what you've committed to doing is, I can't even put into words how important that is, right? Like Absolutely. And in, in the past, so many of our interviews with employees about their work is shifts towards the obligation and the burden of ha having to work 
versus wanting to work and loving your work. And usually you're so, you're considered so lucky if you say you love your job, right? I, I feel like that's when I first got a job, right? It was really just like, oh my gosh, what's the salary? Okay, and I'll have SSS and and I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll be able to contribute to a house one day through Pag-ibig. And now it's like, People want to care about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They want to be, they want to want to be at work, which I think presents a huge challenge to HR teams and business leaders because let's face it, having a workforce scattered across the country or sometimes even the world, right? I mean, it's not a new challenge for the BPO industry, for example, but keeping everybody connected to a feeling that keeps them motivated is such an intangible idea. So I can see how it could be really intimidating for a lot of people to, to pursue this as a goal next Absolutely. year during their planning. So it's, that's definitely something I would suggest that people start thinking about. No, absolutely. Thank you for sharing all of that, um, Jen. I mean, I, I, I actually resonated with everything that you shared, right? From health and well-being being, you know, the top priority, especially taking care of your family. Oh my goodness, that has just been, I think, the number one priority of a lot of people. You know, our priorities have shifted really towards that scale because there is that reality that anything that we do could possibly affect, right? And you know, in this mm-hmm. pandemic, let's just call it out. We're scared. We're scared to infect people. Um, we're scared that um, things could happen to our immediate our immediate circle. So, I, so that is already, um, you know, uh, pressure, right, from a health and wellness standpoint. And of course, personal finances is actually also very, very important. But what really, really struck me most, Jen, about what you said was finding motivation and handling workplace stress. And I love that 57% of your respondents actually said, yes, you know what? I am going to be honest about this. And this is one of the things that is truly what is happening. Because aside from, you know, purpose, like what you said, right? People want to be, uh, want to like being in their environments and in their businesses. We go back to company purpose. We go back to brand purpose. Why are you here? Like, you know, um, everybody knows this already, but my favorite quote really from Simon Sinek is people don't buy what you do. People buy why you do it. And I truly believe that people choose their companies nowadays or choose to be part of teams and choose to be part of brands because they are resonating with the why. But there's a but, right? Even if your why is so strong, the second thing that you said is very clear connection. You can feel very connected to the purpose and you're going to go for it and your personal energy is going to go for it. But then the other part is wanting to feel connected and to belong to your community, especially at a time when we can't see each other and we can't, you know, go out and experience things. There is that new currency, uh, which is connection. And now that really is a big that is going to be the topics of conversation one after the other, Jen, in business planning. I can already see it. My agenda next week, right? It's like, it's not just about our people, right? People is a huge pillar, but people suddenly branches out to so many different things, right? It's not just going to be your people's strategy, but your people's strategy from a 
from not only training and development and personal development, but it's also all about overall well-being, culture management, which has connection. But at the same time, there really is going to be that mental health aspect, right? So, you know, all of the things that you said, actually, I can see it being woven together in this very intricate fabric, which is human connection, right? Human connection. So, um, yeah, Jen, like if we were to go into path forwards and that note paths forward, because I really want to be able to help all of our business leaders and our friends out there who are going to go into the boardrooms, the virtual boardroom, so to speak, right? What do the results of the survey mean for business leaders or HR practitioners as we prepare for 2022? Like what can we do to help them out? The thing is, I think everybody has to shift the mindset away from pure profit, right? Obviously, without profit, our businesses don't exist. In order to support profit, people have to be right up there with them. So for me, that's number one. The concept of priorities has to shift to put people in the center of the strategy. There are lots of ways to do that. But I think that every HR practitioner has their own style, right? Like, you know your culture best and you're there to, to bring your own self into it. And that's, that's a whole conversation that you're going to have with your team. And as an, as an HR leader in particular, because those are the people who we speak with most at Uploan, um, I hope you bloom in the limelight. Like I really wish you the best and it's your time to shine now, right? One of the things that I really hope that you guys push for as business leaders, whether you're in HR or not, is an additional policy. I know policy is like not the, the most enjoyable thing to talk about, but a mental health policy is something that's actually really simple to draft. And all that that you'll need to do is, is, I mean, I can send you a couple of links for templates and stuff, but the basics really that you can do now, even before you start with your planning and creating that mental health policy is start forcing people to take their leaves. Mm. This is something we've done. Um, so, at Uploan, we've decided that, you know, only a certain percentage of the leaves can be converted to cash and all the managers have been tasked with, hey, everybody needs to actually take a mental health break. Like this, you are accountable for your team's um, rest time. So we have a monthly check on how much overtime everybody's doing. These simple, small things that, just force people to use the resources that we already have in place. The government mandated rules need to be pushed to yeah. your team, right? Like in our, I don't know what it, how it is with you guys, but we have so few sick days now because everybody's working from home. So in case they're not feeling a hundred percent, they're still coming into work. Um, Maybe that's a testimony to our culture. I don't know. I'm really proud of my team. Um, but that's one thing. Another, something that helped me personally get out of 
um, a, you know, a mindset that wasn't helpful for me was giving myself permission to enjoy. So that's something that I would suggest Mm -hmm. for the remainder of the year. You know, as we said, it's Christmas already in Manila, in the Philippines. Like let's, let's book some time to have fun. You know, one of our one of my favorite guests on the Level Up podcast is Dr. Leah Bernardo. She is she calls everybody calls her the happiness doctor. And she calls this like just becoming friends with yourself. Mm. There a big part of liking yourself and enjoying yourself is witnessing other people enjoy you, right? So that's another thing that you can schedule into the remaining months of this year. Have some fun. There's so many ways to do it online. It's not the same as doing a trust fall exercise, but it will establish bonds that will fill a gap within your individual team members that will give them, give them the strength to help themselves also. Yeah. Because we need to, as business leaders, we need to empower people to help themselves and fill your fill their own cup so that they understand also what their why is and how it connects to everybody else's reason for being where they are. No, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more, Jen. And thank you for sharing, you know, some of the things that you guys are doing in Upload, um, such a fabulous um, company and team that's really, you know, very conscious about bringing everybody together and, and taking care of one another. One of the things that um, actually I thought about or the thought bubble that came to my head earlier is, yes, mental health policies are easy to draft, right? And, and we can pinpoint the different things that we want to be able to do. And, and we don't need to look far, right? We actually also just have to ask ourselves, what do you need to make this happen? Like you as a person, forget that you are a manager, forget that you are a director, forget that you are a vice president or a president or CEO. What do you need to keep that fire burning? Because, you know, a lot of that energy is also going to come from you. So we don't even need to look far, right? So writing it up is there. But I love what you said is that we also have to empower each other to make sure it's implemented. Because we can have, I love what you said, like policy is not the most fun word, right? Like maybe we can find, maybe Jen, you and I can come up with a new word for this mental health policy, right? So it's not as Ooh. intimidating or like, you know, to sound like another, <laughs> another uh, business policy or whatever. But then implementation is key right implementation is key and and it i would just like also to share because you also asked like you know what is it what are the things that you're doing in team asia that's actually one of the things that we did we actually asked ourselves like you know what are the things that we need and and i love that a lot of the answers actually came from feedback feedback and ideas from our from our own team i think i touched on this with you before when we were sharing stories jen but even pre-pandemic I have to say about seven or eight years ago, we came up with this concept of pop-up, right? Which, um, you know, we, we stopped working for months as a team um, back in 2013 where we would just break the work week or the break, break the work month and just say stop working for just a couple of hours and spend time as a team. 
this was pre-pandemic. It was really more culture building. Like, hey, you know what? We're in marketing. We need to be creative, but we also need you to love each other. Come on. <laughs> you really have such a great culture. Your team is so bubbly, right? Like you guys are effervescent. <laughs> I really, it's really quite something. Please. Thank you. Thank you. Continue. So, 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 you know, we, we had spa dates, you know, donuts and coffee, like laugh trips, you know, and then we, we even have a, 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 an annual Halloween. We call it Takot, you know, Team Asia, Takot, T and A capital. And then we just want to like spook each other out and stuff. So this was pre-pandemic, but then I am so grateful we did that eight years ago because it has been a tradition in our company and our team to be able to just say, you know what, we're going to stop working together. And, and I'll be very honest with you, Jen, that it's been hard to put it in the virtual space because before we could just say, Hey, let's all go down, <laughs> you know, let's all go down and play. Let's all go down and have a pizza, you know, let's all dance together. Let's have a talent show. Let's spook our clients out with our Halloween costumes. And I, you know, it's, it's harder to be able to do that. You know, while I have, you know, we've had the Kahoot games and then the, the Quizbees and the quiz nights and whatnot. It's been quite hard because, of course, you still want to feel that connection. But you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it any day. Because even if it's hard and even if it, it's going to be the same, we're still on Zoom. It's still that time where we can say, let's stop working together as a team. So that's one of the, the things that we're doing. But I love what you said, the, you know, being able to sort of like, you know, really empower your people to take your leaves because you need a mental health break. I just wanted to share that I had to take my own mental health break. And, you know, that's one of the things that we actually did. Um, we said, hey, you know what? We should have, we should really encourage our teams to take their leaves quarterly. You know, just hey, just take a few days off. Like, you know. Quarterly is a great idea. Right? Because we yeah. are just like, now it's like, oh, <laughs> One whole week. I have to take a week off? Really? Like <laughs> Exactly, right? And and there's that in a way you're like, oh, before it was like vacation. Now it's like, how about all the things I need yeah. to do? And then yeah. you're like, where do I go? And so there's like this panic, right? So we're like, okay, don't panic. So yeah, so we said that we have this remote work playbook that we place it there. Hey, so these are the things like, hey, take your leaves quarterly. Let's have time blocks. Everybody have lunch 12 to 1. <laughs> do mm. not message. Do not. Um, but you know. Um, and, and, and like what I said earlier, um, I had to take my own mental health break. And that actually was the first thing that, that came to me is that we need to really work on implementation because, um, you know, admittedly, and I have to admit this as well, because I, it is a challenge to implement, right? Was I thought I didn't need it. I thought I could go on and on and on. And then suddenly at one point I said, Hey, you know what? I, I actually do need to take a mental health break. I took a week off. I took a week off and I didn't do anything. I didn't go anywhere. I just had the eight hours of sleep that was needed, read a book about not leadership and not management, you know? <laughs> there were some fairies in there, you know, and enchantments, yes, magic. I mean, a girl needs that, you know, everybody needs that. But you know what? I was so productive. First day back at work, all of the things, email was cleaned up all of the to-do list was done, there is just a difference, a difference when you take that mental health break, right? And so I just wanted to go back to that, Jen, because it's a reality that it's, it's hard. It's hard to really also be strict on implementation. So I think I just wanted to also give that reality there, like, hey guys, yes, mental health policies, we should have them. We should have the programs in place, but let's also work on making sure we implement it. 
Absolutely. What, right? what, what do you think people can do though? Like we have an admin assistant per department and it's basically their role to record, to report like overtime at the end of every month. Right. And then if a team has done too much overtime, according to whatever the standard is at your, at our company, then it's, then we put a cap on overtimes in the next month. So it's, it's a little bit micromanaged, I think, but that's because we have that person who is in charge of, you know, keeping track of attendance, right? Because that's also, at least for a startup like us, it's, it's pretty challenging because we don't have the, the, you know, tech infrastructure Mm -hmm. that maybe the larger companies might have for attendance, for example, right? But but there, another thing that the ad, I just thought of it. The, another thing that our admin assistants do is they just have they set up a simple Google form where everybody can put in appreciation notes. Mm. We have an intranet that the HR manages, and we put thank you notes in there because like gratitude is a huge um, motivator for yourself. And appreciation, like receiving, giving appreciation is, is a big mood booster at work, right? So that's another thing, maybe. I love that. I love that. No, I, you know, that big question that you shared also, Jen, right, was, you know, what are the things that we can do to make sure that happens? And I love that you have, you know, the term micromanage or macro managing, um, you know, for me, whatever works, right? Whatever works, because we all have to do our part to make it happen. And what's so beautiful, by the way, in this, in everybody's, in this unfolding normal um, is we can experiment and we should not be afraid to experiment, right? Like, That's true. You know, there's this book that I read, Jen, that's called Present Over Perfect. I'll let you sit on that. <laughs> because I know you're going to love that, right? Just the title. I'm already sold. Absolutely. I know. <laughs> so like present over perfect. Like before there was this, and I, I am guilty. I had to be perfect for everything, you know? Like, you know, the policy is there, implementation is there, and whatever. Like, you know, it's already tried and tested and whatnot. But then right now, there is, um, we need to have more room and acceptance for experimentation so we can really truly know what will work for our team. Right, because not every you know, I'm not gonna have all of the answers as a business leader. I'm just not, you know. I wish I could, but I, I, I can't. I don't. And and you know, like I love that you always use the word empowerment, Jen, and encouragement. You know, because there is that empowering our people, empowering our managers, our direct reports, and and the people. I want everybody to know that this is their piece. You know, mental health. You know, we talk about safeguarding mental health. It's everybody's responsibility. You know, and it's not just a responsibility of you as a person who is taking care and protecting your mental health and your energy or your or your business leader who needs to put that in the agenda. But everybody in your community and that, and so let's say, just say your company, right? We are all safeguarding our mental health. So let's do this. Like what you said, your admin assistants, they have a role to play. You know, your directors Mm -hmm. and managers have a role to play. Our teams and our employees have a role to play. Our business leaders have a role to play. Our clients also have a role to play. Our stakeholders. So I just see it as really an ecosystem, you know, for overall well-being programs to work. 
I suddenly was inspired, Jen, with our conversation that it is an ecosystem. You know how they say it takes a village to raise a child? Well, maybe Absolutely. that child is mental health, guys. Maybe that child is overall well-being. And it really does take a village to raise that. Well, another perspective. I love the I love that African proverb. And I think maybe that mental health, that child that is mental health, you have to think of it as inside of you, right? We have to understand that there is still an inner child within each of us and that child needs to be heard right and that we can think of that child as our own mental health that might be a useful way to shift your thinking right like there I was reminded of a study that Deloitte ran Mm -hmm. where they have this whole business in the community arm that I only heard about when I started doing research on mental health for this month and it showed that 76% of like supervisors in all the workspaces that Deloitte supports, I mean, that's probably like 100,000 workspaces, um, they believe that employee well-being is their responsibility, but only 22% of them have received any kind of training on mental health at work. So there's a huge gap there, and there's always been a huge gap. At the beginning of the pandemic, our DOH secretary said, raised a flag and said, hey, we don't have enough mental health professionals in this country. We have one mental health professional for every 100,000 Filipinos. So I want to encourage everybody to get on Udemy and take this mental health ambassador course. It's not free, but they do do sales, so it's maybe... 500 pesos on sale, right? $10, just take it. If you have the time, if you have that resource to spend, then invest in this, guys, because it's not just going to help you. It's going to be a massive help to your whole community and just transform your life. Jen, absolutely. I hear you, sister. We're raising the flag. Um, and, and, you know, I would like to encourage also folks to be able to take a, you know, to take a look at that. I mean, there are also a lot of different webinars that I'm seeing around mm-hmm. that talk about mental health. Um, and, and, you know, it's, so I love that inner child. So the child, right. From a, from a micro, from a you personal individual standpoint, take it right. So that you can really be able to safeguard your own inner child, but from a business standpoint, also, it's very good for us to have more information actually on mental health um, and and see it from a, you know, like what you said, um, from a, like, how do we become mental health ambassadors or responders, right? First right. responders if, you know, um, we don't have enough mental health workers that are here. And they're all probably also, they're frontliners also, you know, and wow. they're also taking care of so many people um right now and on that note um i know that jen you're also doing your own um research and your own um you know studying of mental health um to support or be an ally in that system um and for me on on my end i'm actually taking up my certification in trauma tension and trauma releasing exercises which is a body based approach in dealing with stress and tension in the body so that you know, um, with everything that's happening in our mental health space, we also need to be able to take care of our body, right? Because it's a trifecta. It's our mind, 
it's our heart, but it's also our body. And sometimes we forget about that. Well, that your I- mind and your heart are part of your body, right? I Correct. Mean. Yes. Oh, technically. <laughs> technically, they are. But sometimes we forget, right? Yeah. Number one person guilty of it is me. <laughs> so yeah, but you know that this um this particular body-based approach to healing, uh, this body-based approach healing modality, so to speak, has really changed also my life and my perspective on things. You know that there are times when we store so much stress because we just have to keep it together and we just have to get on that we forget that our body's energy our gas tank is just below red mm-hmm. and we're we're actually just you know negotiating with it to, to keep on going right and so we need to take care of that and we cannot forget the trifecta right the the mind the mind the heart and the body right so yeah so Jen what are the other um do you have any other recommendations that you wanted to share with the with the group based on your research because and and all of your other interviews that you know that have really highlighted the importance of creating these programs at work well we have so many resources on mental health as you mentioned now because it's and it's been recognized as a great need the upload um, website also has these really great tips for when you're actually feeling the stress in the middle of the day. Our blogs are really easy. Actually, the blogs are quite a read. So I would suggest like our Facebook page or our LinkedIn nice. page because they're in these cool little um, photos that honestly, I, I screenshot them and sometimes I, on bad days, I use them as my lock screen just to remind myself of these things, like even just how to breathe, which we spoke about the last time, and things like forcing yourself to turn your camera on and see another person when you're speaking to them is a socializing and normalizing habit. So when you can look at somebody in the face and speak with them to make that connection because we're social beings and you know this better than anybody. Stories are what make us human and just sitting and telling a story about your day, even if it's a sad story, that's all right. Because that's something in my personal life that I've been hesitant about reaching out to people about because I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, right? I don't want to be the one that's like always making everybody like sad. (laughs) But I think everybody is at a point where we're ready to support each other. Now, I think we know that everything is, everything that matters is going to be a long haul because this whole once in a hundred years pandemic has been a really long ride and Mm -hmm. let's just start to groove with it ride those emotional waves let's not let's not pretend anymore agreed Jen thank you so much for sharing that all I could think about when you were saying that was let's normalize it Mm. let's normalize talking about it that you're not okay and just be okay with it 
right? Um, you know, again, I, I agree with you. It's not that we want to be Debbie Downers. You know, if we could put on, you know, a sparkly aura every single day, I think everybody's going to want that, right? But there are days, there are just some days, guys, where as cliche as it may sound, it's okay not to be okay. And we need to be able to normalize that. And when I say normalize it is that we get to talk about it. And sometimes all it takes is for someone to listen, right? All it takes is for someone to listen to it, right? And and to just be able to help each other fill up that cup. Now, I know I understand that it's also hard, you know, if you're an empath and, you know, you know we're sponges as well. But I think that, you know, there are also ways, like what you said, Jen, I can't wait to see the tips and tricks also from the upload, you know, the upload nuggets of wisdom posts, right? Of, you know, some tips and tricks on how to also not be a sponge for that, but to just create and hold the space. And if you cannot, it's okay to just say, today I can't. But we have to normalize it, that, that it's okay for people to be able to talk about it because everybody's going through that roller coaster ride that you were talking about. Yeah, maybe before we end... Are are let's let's is it okay if I summarize a couple of things yeah, absolutely. that affect an employee's state of mind at work, right? Because these are the things we address with those posts that that I mentioned. Um, it's really job insecurity. So these are the things that your mental health policy would have to address, right? Job insecurity. This is making everybody feel essential at work. Excessive pressure. So that's the workplace stress people are thinking about. Usually that affects work-life balance. Next is lack of appreciation. Mm. Obviously hostile workplace conditions and unpleasant relationships with colleagues or managers. So that last one is something that I think people worry about when we start talking about personal things and emotions at work, you are scared of making things unpleasant, right? So it helps to set guidelines for it. And those are the things that you just said now, like, I can't, I, I can't do this right now, <laughs> is maybe the, the most blunt way to say it. Um, there are many ways that managers can set the tone for this within their teams. Also, cross-training, cross-team cross support, and interaction between um, people of the same role but do different jobs um, are ways that your mental health policy can frame this and create a safe space so that there's no risk of delving into that unpleasant relationship or creating something toxic um, that's, you know, not work-related, but yeah. will affect work. Yeah. No, Jen, this is absolutely amazing. Just going through your list. And I just want to be able to say those things again, right, for all of our listeners. It's really the things that affect our people um, is job insecurity, excessive pressure at work, work-life imbalance, right? A lack of appreciation, hostile workplace conditions, and unpleasant relationships at work. And, and you know, just going through this list, Jen, I've had experiences, you know, of, of that stress because of it, right? Like I could actually pinpoint certain, you know, things that have happened 
you know, um, not only during the 18 months, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, you know, in general, these are things that could really, really stress you out at work mm-hmm. and can affect your mental health. What more now, right? What more now when, again, like we um, don't have as much quote unquote freedom to be able to shake things off outside or right. do hobbies, especially the physical and geographical hobbies that we want like traveling or just getting an ice cream or a drink at a bar we can't do that yet so i can just imagine how heightened these you know stressors are and that will definitely affect folks at work and and it's fabulous to know that um you know upload does have um these tips and tricks and i would love for our you know our listeners to be able to catch um, glimpses of those um, ladies and gents because I think that it's just really important for us to work together in, again, safeguarding that overall mental health, um, mental health, um, you know, energy. I'm just going to call it mental health energy. Yes, yeah, so it's normalized well. talking about energy at work. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So Jen, we are coming to a close already of our um, conversation. I know that there was a lot of things that, you know, um, we've already talked about. And and I, I loved how our conversation has really, you know, flowed from, you know, uh, really talking about the business aspect of it, but more importantly, our own advocacy, I think um, yours and mine combined and talking life and talking real because it is what's very important, right? Um, But I do want to ask you if you, out of the many things that we've said, Jen, which is a lot, I'm so sorry, but out of the many things that we've talked about, what do you want to leave our listeners with? I mean, for the rest of the week, for the rest of the month, you know, as we rally behind um, normalizing so many of the things that we talked about, what's the one thing that you want to leave our listeners for this week? Finding motivation, being at the top of the list of employee concerns regarding mental health speaks volumes of what how much we've grown as as Filipino workers, right? The reason for our investment of ourselves means more now than it ever did before. And I think that's what everybody should really be thinking about. I love that. And I would leave, leave them with that, I think. Because that's a beautiful, very deep thing. Like, you know, you can, you can take it as... A nugget of wisdom. You can take it as you know um, a simple thing, but actually, if you really dig deep, it's a challenge. It's a big challenge, actually, for so many people out there because finding motivation and talking about it and actually making it part of the agenda touches on so many different things. And I actually want to echo that, um, Jen. I think that from everything that we've talked about as well. What I just also want to leave our business leaders with, right, um, is as we talk about mental health and overall well-being, because I'm already claiming it, that it is part of the agenda of every single business that's out there, because it should be part of their own personal agenda, right, is that as we talk about finding motivation and making that ecosystem work, what we were talking about, I want you guys to know that you don't need to look far. You just need to look at yourself and you need to dig deep. 
with yourself. What do you need to make this happen? Because you are a person, you should also be safeguarding your energy, safeguarding your mental health. What do you need to find motivation? What do you need to ride that beautiful and also challenging road trip that Jen was, you know, talking about earlier, like, you know, the peaks and valleys of it all. What do you need? Start with that. And I promise you so many other ideas, recommendations, and insights are going to flow, right? And don't forget, experimentation is okay. Experimentation is okay. All right. Awesome, Jen. (laughs) I love this conversation. I love talking about it with you because I know that, you know, you and I have just, you know, always loved the topic, but more importantly, it's because we really feel that it's going to be a game changer. You know, not only does it make business sense, but it makes future sense. And as we go into 2022, it's so important to already look forward, right? And really claim this quote-unquote unfolding normal. Jen, you spoke a lot about references. So before I let you go, please tell everybody where to find you, right? And just in case they need to know more or have more, um, you know, tips and tricks from Upload or just even Level Up podcast. Go ahead. Great. Well, we're on all of the podcast platforms, but the easiest way to really learn every about everything that we put out there is uploan.ph slash podcasts. The resource that you want to download from for your mental health policy is resources.workable.com. Check it out. Everything is at your fingertips. I believe in you. We believe in you. Jen has spoken, ladies and gentlemen. Again, please check out those different resources. Everything is at your fingertips and, you know, we can make it happen. It, it's I know that it can be intimidating, ladies and gents, but don't be intimidated by it. We all need it, right? And again, you don't need to go far. Just look at yourself. Dig deep. All right. So that is it for the B2B Breakfast to Business October podcast. Um, Thank you once again to our beautiful and amazing Jen um, for sharing your time and for sharing your wisdom, but more importantly, for sharing your heart. Um, And may the, I'm just going to say it, may the force be with you. May the energy be with you. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Bea. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. And that's it for today's episode of B2B Breakfast to Business. Don't forget to tune into Team Asia's social media accounts. Keep yourself updated on these breakfast happenings. We are on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash TeamAsiaPH. We are on Instagram, www.instagram.com slash TeamAsiaPH. We are on LinkedIn, www.linkedin.com slash company slash TeamAsia. And of course, our wonderful website, www.teamasia.com. Remember to stay safe. See you again soon here at B2B Breakfast to Business. Thank you. Ciao. Breakfast to